Good morning. We all need a hero. Today I, I want to talk to you about um, what it means to be a hero. We all need that. Someone who will stand with us in our most difficult, challenging moments. Uh, someone who is authentic and who is genuine in their love and their concern for us. Someone who will support us when we walk through the most difficult and challenging moments of life. And today I want to talk to you about that fifth principle and how you overcome. Uh, learning to be a hero. Because everybody needs a hero. I, I want to show you some pictures um, from yesterday. Uh, I am surrounded this morning by heroes. So um, if you were not here yesterday, it doesn't mean that you're any less. Um, because by being here both in this room today and online, um, you are somebody. You are significant to me. You're significant to the Lord. And you're significant to someone else. You have the capacity to be a hero um, whether you choose to embrace that or not is the secret to you being able to overcome. But learning what it means to be a hero is valuable for all of us. Uh, and these are some heroes. Um, yesterday, uh, we did some cleanup on our campus. Our, uh, as you know, uh, Zeta ha has uh, ravaged our region. Many of you are without power today. Um, your homes, like mine, was damaged. Um, but our church... Uh, there's a reality that um, our church, there's no air condition today. We have power, um, but the roof uh, on one of our main buildings is gone. It was shredded, torn off. The air conditions up there are gone. It threw it on top of other pieces of the roof. It lifted the roof on the other education building. It damaged part of the administrative building, and it threw it over here on these air conditions right here that were brand new. Um, it's a reality, and, and you know, we have to do something about that. I mean, you can either run, you can stay in your suffering and struggling, or you can overcome, right? Um, and in the moments where it's deeply challenging, you need a hero. I need a hero. We all need someone to be a hero with us and for us in moments that are dark. We need someone who will stand with us in those challenging moments where we have no choice but to overcome. Uh, there's some heroes up there. You saw some pictures, but I... I want to focus on that picture right there. Um, that man's my hero. That's my dad. That's my father. And, and here's what he did yesterday. For many of you, you were here, you were cleaning up, and, and you are my heroes. You are heroes to other people. You are heroes to this church. Um, but my dad, this is what he does for a living. Um, he's a blue-collar worker. Um, he has pulled himself up from nothing. He literally grew up where in their area of Alabama, they had nothing. Um, he grew up and he worked hard, um, worked hard through school. Um, he went through a challenging divorce. He went through loving us as kids. Uh, he went through building his life the best way he could. And yesterday, because this is what he does for a living, he's traveled most of Louisiana throughout all of these storms, throughout the coast of Mississippi and Florida, bottom line, helping people because he loves people. And he uses what he does as a blue-collar insurance adjuster to do what's right to represent those who don't know how to represent themselves. That's what he does. Yesterday, he came up here in the midst of many of you praying, being present, continuing to support, 
continuing to be here as heroes. He came up here yesterday, and he climbed up on the top of our church, our building, and he said, you guys would not know what to do and able to process this. But do you see this? Do you see that? Do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? He said, I want your church to succeed. I want y'all to succeed. He's a hero. He's a hero to me. He's a hero to many people, to us. But here's the thing. Heroes are not people that you see every day. They are not the people who are glamorous and who post all about everything in their life. They are not the people who feign some type of support, but they're genuinely with you when you struggle. They stand beside you when you hurt. And yesterday, honestly, was a painful day for me to be able to see this. But I want to read to you what I sent to my father, yes, uh, what I sent to my father, because I think um, heroes, it's what we all need. I want you to know that I'm so thankful for you. You are my hero. Yesterday was a broken moment for me in so many ways, but you helped me through in every situation. I am proud of you, and I am thankful that you walk with me through every season of my life. I love you for who you are, your son, Michael. He's a hero. And my dad knows the challenges that I walk through personally, emotionally. He knows the depths of what I feel. And in the midst of that, he doesn't change. He doesn't shift. He doesn't pivot. He knows. He understands. And sometimes a hero will tell you what you can't see. He will stand beside you and say what you don't want to hear. She will be with you because she loves you and she supports you. That's what a hero does. And here's the reality. Every one of us needs to learn to be a hero for someone else. We have to move beyond ourselves and learn to be a hero. So today I want to talk to you about what it means to be a hero. Take your Bibles and turn to 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 3. And as we look at how you and I can become heroes, these are some lessons that I've taken from my journal that I've written through the last many months. Um, and I adjusted for today in light of Zeta. I adjusted in light of personal discovery and things that I have seen and learned by being around you and by being around someone who as a hero said, son, this is what you do. What a powerful moment it was for me. And the reality is, there are people in Scripture who learn to be heroes. And they're no different than me. They're no different than you. But they learned what it meant to be a hero. And I want to read to you one of the occasions of an individual that you know well in Scripture and how he learned to become a hero for everyone else. I want to read 1 Kings chapter 3. You don't have to stand today. I just want you to read this along with me. The Bible says this. Now, Lord my God, this is a prayer. You have made your servant king in place of my father David. So we're talking about Solomon. And Solomon praying this, he says this. But I am only a little child. And I do not know how. I don't know how to carry out my duties. I don't know how to carry 
this burden. But your servant is here. Your servant is here. Half the battle is showing up. Not running and hiding, not disappearing. But half of your victory is just showing up. Your servant is here. And I am here among the people that you have chosen. They are a great people. I'm looking today at great people. They are a great people. And they are too numerous to count or to number, too unique and special to put a label or a title on. So give your servant a discerning heart to lead, to govern your people, and to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong. For who is able to even govern this great people of yours. The Bible says the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies but for discernment in administering justice, truth. I will do what you have asked. God says to Solomon, I will do what you have asked. And I will give you a wise and discerning heart. So that, are you ready for this? Because this has the capacity to be you. This is a moment that for me, I have to embrace my moment, our moment together to be a hero. Are you ready for this? So that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. There will never be anyone like you. You. You are a hero. But learning how to become a hero is a key in overcoming life. And today, as we talk about having to look at the future, working not only through a shutdown of the world and all the other cultural issues, but now the reality that our home and our homes and our people we have to care for. Learning how to be a hero is how we move ahead. Can I pray for you? Father, I just want to thank you for the men and the women, the boys and the girls, the students, the people, within the sound of my voice right now. May your Holy Spirit encourage their hearts to become a hero for those around them. In Jesus' name, amen. So your life lesson today and learning what it means to be a hero, that's what I'm going to talk to you about. And that's what I've written for us today, taking a page out of my life for the several months and adapting it and molding it specifically for you and I today, specifically for you as you move forward in your life. Be a hero. 
Be a hero. Learn to become a hero. And here's the life lesson. We overcome when we learn to be a hero for those around us. We overcome when we learn to be a hero for those around us. You overcome in life when you learn, listen, to become a hero for those around you. In other words, it's not always about someone labeling you a hero. It's not about you trying to get credit for being a hero. It's about you humbling yourself and sacrificing yourself to support someone else when you know the truth, when you stand beside them, when you're ridiculed, when you're challenged, when you go through emotional challenge, financial challenge, personal challenge, physical challenge, whatever that may be. Being a hero is standing with someone in the midst of all of that. And yesterday, my dad had to show me those lessons. And this lesson from Solomon is so important because Solomon teaches you and I how to become a hero for someone else. And not just anyone, for those who are around you. Not for credit, not for trying to prove, not for trying to make a statement, but because you genuinely love, you genuinely care, and you genuinely support. That's what it means to be a hero. And you're not going to get credit for it. You shouldn't. You may even be judged for it, and that's fine. But learning to be the kind of person that will go with somebody through their deepest moment, who will stand on top with them in their most broken days, and who will rally around even people that they don't know, who will stand with people that they don't understand. Learning to be that is what it means to overcome. We become that. We come out better. Life gets better. And we overcome. And I can't think of a better group of people to share this message with today than you. So here are three things that I learned from the passage today from Solomon. What does it mean to become a hero for those who are around you? Number one, lesson number one, when I read what Solomon asked for, what he shared, how transparent and honest and open that he was with God... I begin to see that the first principle of becoming a hero is that you begin to understand it's who you have, not who you don't. It's who you have in your life, not who you don't. It's who you have around you, not who you don't have around you. What's interesting is in life, we will put a lot of trust and a lot of faith in people. But they will leave us. They will abandon us. They will, perhaps you've been through a, a desertion, a challenge, a difficulty. It's who you have, not who you don't. Solomon reveals this principle to us because what does he do? He prays and when he's doing business with God, bearing his heart, what does he do? He prays for these people. He prays for those that he has. He asks God to help him with those that are around him, not with those who are not. He asks God to help him with the people who are in his life, not with those 
who are not with him, who maybe are not even his responsibility, but those who are around him, who are present, and who are genuinely real, who are present, and he loves, and he's concerned about them. His heart comes out for the people that he loves. That's what you see here. And for you and I to learn what it means to be a hero for someone else, it's about being able to focus on who you have, not who you don't. Who is present, not who is not present. Who is around you, where they are right now, not who you want to be around you or who you want to see you or who you think is with you. No, it's actually for those who are with you and are willing to walk with you through the valley. My father and I had a great conversation yesterday after everyone left. Um, we go to my home. He helps me assess what's going on there. Um, then we sit down and we have a long talk about life, this whole season of life. Very specific. And what's interesting is, he said to me, you focus on what God has given you to do right now. You don't get lost in storms, pandemics, your feelings, your thoughts. Is, is this too transparent for you? Because I think that in reality, we all need to learn a lesson like that. It's who you have, not who you don't. So who do you have in your life? Who do you legitimately have? Is it your children? Be a hero for your children. Um, I want to give a shout out to my son, my oldest son. All four of my kids are amazing, um, unique and wonderful in their own way. But um, my oldest son was in Huntsville this weekend, um, high-level soccer tournament, uh, Two goals, two assists, dominated teams. Um, Ethan, you're my hero. You're my hero. Um, not to mention he got recruited um, to be the kicker because he kicked a 55-yard field goal just for fun one day. And in one week, the football coach says, son, we want you on our team. He doesn't know what he's doing, but now he's kicking kickoffs and field goals. He's my hero. What we all have to do to overcome in life is to learn that the heroes are the people that are with you, not the people who are not. It's who you have, not who you don't. It's who is present, not who has left you or gone away from you or deserted you or ridiculed you or abandoned you. It doesn't matter where you come from and how you view your life and how you feel about it. Listen. Part of overcoming is learning to be a hero for those you have. So be a hero for your kids. Be a hero for your parents. Be a hero for your siblings. Be a hero for your church. Be a hero. Learn to be a hero. And what you see in Solomon's life, he was focused on the people that God had given him, that he was responsible for. And notice Notice how he begins his prayer. God, would you hear the prayer of your servant? A hero is a servant. A hero, you know, what are we dealing with in Solomon's life? Was Solomon going to be king? Yes, he was going to be king. 
But what you see right here that makes this man a hero, what will make you and I a hero, Solomon begins this whole thing and he says, Now, Lord God, you have made your servant. A hero is a servant. So learning to be the kind of person that values those around you means that you genuinely, humbly, and are willing to serve them. You're genuinely willing to serve. You're not willing to proclaim something that's just not true. You're willing to hum humble yourself and be something for someone else because you know who they are, you know what they need, and it's not about you. That's the key to learning how to overcome by being a hero and valuing who you have, who is present, not who's not present in your life. Isn't that good? Very simple pr principle. Number two, we overcome when we learn to be a hero for those around us. First, by recognizing it's who you have, not who you don't. And secondly, by recognizing it's what you have, not what you want. It's what you have, not what you want. You learn to become a hero when you realize it's what you have, not what you want. The reality in life is we all want a lot of things, but they're not ours. They don't belong to us. They are not the things that God has given. And as my father and I talked through this, I would prefer that a lot of things had not happened for all of us, right? All of you in the church, our region, storms, etc. I would prefer that. You would prefer that. But it's not about what you want. It's about what you have. And what did Solomon, in humility, in this moment before God, what did he ask for? This is fascinating. Solomon did not, did not ask for riches. He did not ask for honor. He did not ask for long life. I mean, it's kind of like if you've ever watched Aladdin, the cartoon or the new remade version, you know, it's like the genie's going to give you three wishes, you know, and ex nay on wishing for more wishes, you know, <laughs> that's exactly what I would have done. I just want more wishes, right? That's kind of our nature. It's who we are as human. But the reality of that is God knows what we want, but it's how we deal with what we have that allows him then to bring to us what we really want. So what did Solomon do? And here's the thing. Many of us think that we can maybe trick God. We can twist God. We can manipulate God. I, I like you, perhaps, have asked God for things that just don't come true. And I desire those things because I want them with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, and strength. But they don't happen. We cannot trick God into getting what we want. We can only accept from God what he is actually given. And it's what you do with what you have, not what you want, 
that empowers you then to become a hero and overcome whatever comes your way. In this, Solomon therefore asks for wisdom. He asks for wisdom because in this authentic moment, he legitimately says, I don't understand. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't get it. God, only you can give me the strength, the direction, the help to make it through. So I don't want to pretend. I don't want to finance my way through this. I don't want to power my way through this. I don't want to talk my way through this. God, I see what's really happening here. And so therefore, God, please just give me the wisdom to do what you've given me to do. That's all. That's what happens. And God in this, when he hears Solomon's heart, heroes have heart. Heroes have a real heart. And they have a heart that not only values the people that are around them, but that understand what God has given may not be what we want, what you want, what I want, but what God has given is what God has given. And what God has given is good. It's good. And only when we embrace the people who are with us and what God has given, not what we want, but what he's given, when we then turn our hearts toward that and we embrace what God has given, only then can God give you more. Only then can God then begin to work to work to give you perhaps other things that you may have wanted, but you could not have received yourself. He knows the truth. And what does he say to Solomon? Because you have asked for this. Not what you want, but who you have and what you have. Not what you want, not for other things, but what you have. To deal with what you have and who you have. Because you've asked for this. And not long life and not wealth. Nor have you asked for the death of your enemies. For pain against those who turn on you or against you. Not because you're praying for that. Because you asked for this. I will give you what you asked for. Now I didn't read verse 13. But in your Bibles if you wanted to go home and take a look, or if you're online and you actually have your Bible open, if you look at verse 13, what's fascinating is God says, I will give you what you ask. And in verse 13, he says, oh, and by the way, I'm going to give you honor. I'm going to give you long life. And I'm going to give you riches as well. Because you were really most concerned about the people that you had. You were really most concerned about what you were given to do. And how to do that. Not what was out there, but what is. And so many times in our lives, we struggle as people. We want to be a hero for people who are not around, who we don't know. We want to give an image that's just not who we are. 
And we want people to see things that are just not true about us. Uh, we want things out there, and, and we give our best selves, our best efforts to things that are out there, but they're not today. Your greatest moment to be a hero is right now with the people that are around you with what you've been given. And to embrace that is to overcome. Solomon realizes that, and by being faithful with that, God then gives him everything he needs to be wise and great and a hero to the people that he has, and wise and great as a leader to take care of what God had given him to do. And then by being faithful with that, by actually having a real and genuine authentic heart, God then gave him more. Listen, what is true for Solomon is true for you. What is true of this man in Scripture is true for you as a woman who loves the Lord, as a man who loves the Lord. And what is true for him is true of your life when you learn to embrace what it means to be a hero. To be a hero for the people right there and for the season of life right now. And that's how you overcome by walking through life with other people who are heroes. This is what God did for Solomon. But I want to give you the third and the final thing. You see, um, learning to overcome means becoming a hero for others. Not for yourself. Not for people you don't know. Not an image that's not true. But learning genuinely to serve. To humble. To accept who you are. Where you are. Who's around you. And embrace that. And therefore, it's not who you have. It's who you have, but not who you don't. It's what you have, not what you want. And the last one is, it's how you turn, not how you burn. It's how you turn, not how you burn. Here's the reality in life. We will all either burn in, burn out, or burn up. All of us. We will all throughout life, when we need to overcome, we're going to either burn in, you're going to burn in your soul because of what you walk through. You're going to burn because of something that you feel. It's an inward thing. If you don't know how to turn that over to the Lord, then you are going to burn out. Burnout is a real thing of life. When you face challenges, a lot of people walking through the last season of life, a lot of people that I love and admire, they're burning out. And I get it. Shutdowns, cultural issues, personal issues, emotional issues, mental issues, financial issues. And those are weights that are real on a lot of people. And if we're not careful, the burning in and the burning out will eventually cause us to burn up. We will burn up the life that we have, the people that we have, what we have. We'll burn it up. And ultimately, if we don't trust the Lord, then there's a whole lot more burning that will happen beyond anything that we could ever imagine. But how do you overcome that? It's how you turn, not how you burn. 
Solomon, what's fascinating about Solomon is immediately when I mention that name, any of you who are good students of Scripture, I know what happened in your mind already. Because what we know Solomon for are great moments of wisdom and a lot of moments of humanity. A lot of moments of being human. You see how this all connects, by the way? Because in Solomon's life, if you're any good student of the Bible, I don't have to tell you some of the things that Solomon did. But it's how you turn, not how you burn. It's how you turn, not how you burn. The reality of Solomon's life and every other great hero in life is that there was a moment where all of them turned themselves over to the Lord. All of them. There has never been a perfect hero in life except Jesus. There's not one man, not one woman, not one person that we put up on a pedestal that has ever been perfect. You track it back through history, all of Greek mythology, every good writing that you would have read in school, every person and, and novel that you would have ever read and you valued somebody. You go and look at leaders of country, men and women who have accomplished great things in their lives. You go and you look through all of Scripture and what do you find? Men and women just like me. Men and women just like you. And you know what? They were all the same. They all turned to the Lord instead of burning forever in, burning forever out, and burning forever up. What you have in Scripture when it comes to Solomon is not the record of a perfect man. I'm so grateful for that, aren't you? You don't have in Scripture the record of perfect women. What you have in Scripture are people just like you and me. The best stories in the Bible and the best stories in life are those who took what was broken and they made something beautiful of it. How did they do that? They embraced who they had, not who they didn't. It was about what they had, not what they wanted. And they learned to turn instead of to burn. Perhaps for you, there's something today that you look at and you go, I, I just don't feel like a hero, but you are. You are. I, I've gone through this. Great. You're a hero. Learning to embrace who you are as a child of God in the perfect redemption of Jesus. Learning to be loved by the only hero who did live a perfect life, Jesus, and inviting him into your heart to turn you back to God, to turn you back to people, to turn you back to what God has given. My friends, my family, my loved ones, that's how we overcome. Be a hero. Learning to become a hero for someone else 
is how you move and you never know, but you move forward and you move them forward. In that one moment, I didn't ask for it, but someone caught it. Me and my hero. On the roof of what God has given find a silent, quiet way to do that. And be a hero for your church. Be a hero for your church. Listen, we've walked through a pandemic. We've walked through a shutdown. We walked through hurricanes. Now is not the time to shrink back. Now is the time to commit to overcome. Be a hero for your church. Serve when given the opportunity to serve. Give when you have the capacity to give. Support and love when it's within your power to support and love. That's what overcomers in the body of Christ do. And I want to thank you today for being heroes in all those ways. I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for what is. And therefore, as we embrace that, I can't wait to see what God is going to do in you. God bless you, my heroes and my friends. Good day.